Welcome back. Hey, Jake, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot, Justin. How you doing? Well, if this fucking shit would record right. Another dropout, folks. Another dropout. We had a good flow going. We good did. flow going. So uh, we're just going to try to duplicate that flow and hopefully that uh, you guys don't catch on. Yeah. Hey, uh, so in our group text, <laughs> I'm considered a degenerate gambler, I guess. Yes, by, you are. By a few. Yep. You're What's... gambling on stupid shit. <laughs> NASCAR is not stupid. Mm. It's an American sport. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, I'd rather watch, uh, you know, dirt track racing or. Um, well, this, this year they're going to do a couple dirt tracks in the truck series. Are they really? They're going to do dirt at Bristol and then Knoxville Speedway out in, uh, I believe it's the Knoxville, Iowa. I've, I've been by there. I believe that's the track they're staying. Right. So they're just trying to pick up off of what other circuits have been doing yeah. and trying to make a buck off it because they're failing. Well, they're going to crush the little man. Well, that's the whole idea. I mean, that's that's corporatism at its best. Just crush the little guy and take every take all their ideas and everything they've been doing good. So, yeah. So you you're betting on NASCAR, which is obviously a gambling issue. It's In my opinion, it's a, it's a gambling issue because you're betting on NASCAR. <laughs> European just, soccer is when you got a problem. It is that that is a problem. European soccer. I've only gambled on two European soccer games. You've done two. Yeah, the odds were great. Fantastic. Did you win? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I only play small bets. Small all. little tiny bets. Just twenty dollar bets. Yeah. I got I can win up to uh just today I can win up to seven hundred. Or no no no. I can win up to fourteen hundred dollars today. Fourteen hundred dollars. And you spent so, how much? Eighty. Eighty bucks. Yeah. It's a fucking big win if I win, man. I don't know, man. Eighty bucks just a to... I'm already trying to figure out what I could buy. <laughs> buy some new ramps for that snowblower I, yeah. no, nobody I, I need ramps to put a snowblower in the back of a truck and i'm bailing you out i though. can't find any my neighbor steve he's got two aluminum ones and he's always more than happy and willing to loan shit out so he's that type of guy so thank you steve yeah thank Shout you out. steve yeah justin don't know you but yeah he thinks but, you're a cool guy yeah you know it's just i have a trailer and it's just be too much to yank a 16 foot enclosed trailer with a snowblower in it yeah it would be well i don't know i'll only need my 12 footer and i don't it don't have a backdrop door though i, I looked at uh online facebook marketplace <laughs> excuse me and somebody had a uh, snowmobile trailer that they converted to a little trailer or whatever mm -hmm. 150 bucks that's that bad so Either. Need these NASCAR hits today. <laughs> yeah, that you can get the one of those. If, if, I mean, if you're gonna truly just go back and forth between Marenzi, I mean, I, if I were you, I'd just leave it over there and tell her to freaking. No, but I need it for my yard. We'll go buy another one. I'm not buying another snowblower. <laughs> They're expensive. <laughs> they are. Tell her to go buy her own. Yeah. Or She's actually, looked. actually, what I would do, I'd show up with a couple of shovels and say, "Get, get to work." Well, they have they have shovels, I think. So why are you going over there? If we get up to the seven inches, it's going to be tough. You know what I do with my driveway? Pack it down. No, I fucking shovel it. You pack it down. I shovel the shit out of that. <laughs> and then I use the backyard to do donuts with my truck. That's the fun stuff to do. Yeah. Because in town, I, there ain't a whole lot you can do, so I go. And you shovel down the road. You're in 223. You shovel down the fucking road. They get pissed. <laughs> they get so pissed. The first year I lived there, I started doing that because I was so pissed because the first year we lived there, we had a shit ton of snow that year. Um. 
and I, I kept shoveling out the end of my drive. And if you don't keep it shoveled out with mm-hmm. the salt and grime and shit, they, um, that, that pack that happens, it gets so bad yeah. that, uh, you, you can't move the shit. So, um, I was, I got done shoveling it. We got like 12 inches or something like that on that snowstorm. And mm-hmm. I went out there every couple hours, knocked it out. So I was like, well, I'm tired of shoveling this. My banks are getting high on the corners. Yeah. I'm going to start throwing it out in the road and let yeah. them push it push down. It down the I'm out there shoveling the shit. The cops pull up They're like, what are you doing? It's like, they uh, keep putting it in. I'm throwing it back out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're like, you can't do that. I, uh, I get you again. I'm writing you a ticket. That was a couple of years ago or three, four years ago. We had all that snow and fucking, I would do my driveway. And the mail people quit delivering our mail. So I filed a complaint. And the, the wife goes into the post office like, oh, oh, do you want us to start delivering your mail again? She goes, never told you not to. Well, there was a little bit too much snow. So I'm like, what? Their motto was, used to be rain, sleet, snow. We'll Didn't deliver matter. your fucking yeah. mail. Yeah, now they... Maybe they could, yeah. all they do is they don't walk around my. They pull up with their fucking car and throw it in the mailbox. So what's the problem? I don't know. Yeah, I always uh, shovel a path from my mailbox up to my neighbor's sidewalk. Yeah, going towards well, the apartments. You're there. a nice guy. I'm I not, am a nice I am guy. A you know? fucking asshole. Sometimes I'll leave them. You know, little, cookies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, you didn't bring no fucking food. Today. I didn't bring no food today. Sorry, sorry. And I made all like, kinds of food. All kinds. It's okay though. I'm not hungover. Yeah. I thought I would be. Yeah, that's I, good. Woo. I'm glad you weren't hungover because uh, the way you guys were partying on and carrying on last night in the group text, and I thought for sure you're going to be fucked. I cannot believe. So I I go to the bathroom. We're at B Town. Go to the bathroom. Shit your pants. You know, phone going off. Check my phone, and I see a photo of Drew. And he, I like, I'm like looking at the background. I'm like, hey, we're at the same bar. So I, I find him, him and his wife, in the sea of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we started hanging out with them. Then I went over to dickhead fucking Tony's house. <laughs> that fucking cock. And then he, I was going under the impression I was getting the fucking wood burner treatment. Oh, no. No fucking wood burner. You had to go in the house, didn't you? We were in the house, but then we went out in the garage because we went to smoke. Uh-huh. Some cigars. Cigars, yeah. And he turns on a little fucking salamander heater. I wanted the wood fucking heater. Did you see the get up we get going there? I'm I'm never going back unless that wood <laughs> heater is fucking running. We'll get it going because it's it's comical. It gets it nice and toasty in there too. Mm-hmm. Well, but it, it's comical having all that pipes out there. <laughs> we got a piece of plywood jamming it up to hold the pipe up, and it's just it, if the wind gets caught right, it does yeah. blow it back into the garage a little bit. But it's not too bad. But it's no. it's funny shit. So, yeah. no. but. Uh, yeah, that heater, then some little heater above. Yep, the electric heaters yeah, that are above head. The first time I went over there for a party was a couple years ago for a Halloween party, I think it was. And he went and he set all those things up. To, yeah. and he had it pretty hot in there. Um, didn't have the salamander going, but there was a bunch of people. And then he had those two two ceiling heaters, yeah. whatever you want to call them up there. They did all right job, you know, but the guy's putting, he's trying. I don't know if he was aware I was coming I don't or know. not, but I, I knew. New Drew invited me to Tony's, so mm-hmm. it was pretty good then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. They're pretty welcoming over there. Yeah, no matter how big a, big of a dick you are. Fucking dickhead. So then they get out the uh the ninja, you know, because Drew's gonna make his world famous margaritas. <laughs> margaritas. And, the ninja. To- and Tony's got like seven ice cubes. <laughs> yeah. 
I got eyes, guys. I got yeah. eyes. Yeah. Seven ice cubes, you fucking idiot. I was told by three people that Drew's uh, margaritas suck. <clears throat> really? And then Drew said, it's because of the ice. It's because of the ice. Lack of ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So gotcha. It's not his fault, I guess. No, nothing's ever Drew's fault. No. No. But before so. that, we went up to the bowling alley. Been, went bowling. Yeah? Yeah. So. High game, 36. Yeah. Rumored they're going to get a liquor license. That's a rumor, I guess. Yeah. That's Maybe good. next week. That's good. I don't know. That's good. I mean, that's going to help their business out. I mean, yeah. And maybe they might be able to book up some uh, actual leagues now that you know if they do get the well, that, license. and then they they're going to have to work on their uh, their weight staff. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they need to. Unfortunately, I know it's a lot of money, but they're going to have to fix those the machinery and stuff in the back. Yeah, ours jammed up once on us. Yeah. I mean, it's the same issue that was going on before they shut down the first yeah. time. Was that that equipment is so freaking old mm-hmm. and just garbage yeah but. so first game i bowled a 36 uh lanes were horrible house ball house shoes every excuse i could use mm-hmm. second game different ball 94 still sucks got beat by my wife <laughs> she bowled a 117 both games <laughs> at least she's consistent <laughs> <laughs> yep so uh you want to do a little bit of smokehouse minutes here real sure. quick all right so um i didn't cook shit again yeah no i've been I've been a busy boy last couple weekends. Um, like it. Did the Super Bowl stuff. Did you know ribs, wings, and mushrooms, and all kinds of crap for Super Bowl weekend. Um, this weekend, um, just got a wild hair up my ass. Bought a couple whole chickens, beer butt chicken in the smoker. Had some pork chops and Polish sausage. I did, um, and then I did. I did do uh, some snack sticks, which mm. I was going to bring some, and I forgot. And he didn't. I forgot. Sorry. Fucking asshole. Um, I did bring coffee, though. Want some coffee? No. No? Okay. Um, I had an hour this morning. But I made like a, a four-pound batch of the snack sticks, smoked that off, and then I smoked supper, which all turned out pretty good. Pork chops got a little dry on me because I left them in too long, but did a uh, apple cherry wood mm-hmm. uh, chip mix on it. Turned out real good. I enjoyed that flavor. It was pretty good. Um, and then um, I made uh, 20 pounds of breakfast sausage. Jeez. Yeah, I just, I don't know why. I wanted some breakfast sausage, and so I made a ton of it. Got tired of buying it, because, I mean, you, you pay like four ninety nine a pound for the pre-made shit, and it's not that good. So I went and bought, I don't know, it was $25 with the pork butts. Fortress mm-hmm. had a good price on them. I already had the uh, seasoning mix and made 20 pounds of freaking sausage. Made uh, links, patties, and bulk. For making biscuits and gravies, that was good. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's everything the, looks good. That's my minutes. Um, we are uh, I, I, on our All Things Random uh, podcast page, uh, which you can find on Facebook. Uh, if you guys want to go there, um, if, and if you're listening today, if you want to go there and uh, get mentioned here on uh, the uh, program, post up pictures what you did. Um, you know, whatever you smoked, you how you went about it. Um, things like that. So I'm going to read off a few people that uh, posted some stuff up here. So we've got Richard Kramer. Um, he did a, uh, he did salmon for the first time on his smoker. Looks like he looks like he's got an upright. Um, not sure if it's an electric smoker or a gas smoker, not hundred percent certain, but, uh, he did a, uh, a brine of salt and brown sugar overnight. Then he, um, smoked it off for six hours at 200, then brushed a pure maple glaze, um, syrup over it a half hour before taking it off said it turned out amazing it looks great 
looks great. Good job. Good job, Richard Kramer. Um, and then we have, oh, let me see. Um, ben um, Nobtrob, he had, um, okay, so last weekend he did um, smoke tri-tip at 225 uh, for internal temperature of 128, pulled it off, seared for three minutes per side on the grill, uh, let it rest for 30 minutes, foil wrapped, and turned out amazing. Looks freaking amazing. Did it perfect. Did it perfect. Good job, Ben. Um, and then Super Bowl weekend, we had um, a couple people chime in. Let me go to this one here if I can find the right one. Um that's not it. Right here it is. So we had um, Robert Vore. Mm -hmm. He didn't post up um, what exactly he did and used. Um, he has it on a baking sheet, so I hope to God he didn't do it on a baking sheet in his oven. And it turned out looking as gorgeous as it did. But he's got a back uh, uh, set of uh, baby back ribs on here that look uh, extremely mouth-watering. Uh, and then Brian 80, all the way down in Florida. Buddy, what's happening? Thanks for uh, posting up on here. But he did a uh, eight-pound pork butt with applewood and hickory on his uh, Weber Little Smoky Mountain, which uh, nice. I've been hearing a lot of good things about those Little Smoky Mountains. Um, they're just a charcoal smoker grill, but those things are great. Yeah. So, But uh, thanks for sending in those submissions. And uh, let's... Uh, Someday I'll post one. <laughs> probably not. It's gonna get warmer. If you guys want to, like I said, if you guys want to be on, you know, named off on here on the Smokehouse Minutes, send them in. Go to the Facebook page, All Things Random Podcast group page. Uh, there's 204 of you members out there. Some of you got to be smoking something. Yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely get your thoughts out there. Uh, put your put your stuff out there, and we'll put it out here on the radio. What else you got, Justin? Oh, you know what? I got something. How much time we got left here before break? We got 15 minutes. Brother. 15 minutes. All right. So I was at Borchers today getting some cinnamon rolls for the boys. Those weren't homemade? No. <laughs> Hell no, dude. Those look like they're fucking homemade, man. It's the cinnamon, the cinnamon ones from uh, Pillsbury. Those things are freaking awesome. Cream well, cheese. I thought you made them homemade. No. Rolled dough and shit. No, I'm not. I'm not that ambitious on Sunday morning. You are Betty Cracker. No, but I'm standing in line there. Daily Telegram. You know, we got we got two headlines that caught my eye. Speaking of smokehouse minutes. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of smokehouse minutes. Pot shop gives back. So we've had Michael Sessions on here. Um brought pot to Morency. We've uh, had a few discussions about, you know, the lack of it here in Blissfield and the op opportunities missed. Um, here's another great opportunity missed, in my opinion. Um North Coast uh provisions. Over there on Beecher, across mm -hmm. from uh, Mario's. Shout out to Mario's Mexican food. Love them. No, they don't serve alcohol. No. They don't, but I don't care. I do. I don't. I do. I don't. I'll I eat do. the food because it's do. awesome. I do. But uh, they, um, so they moved in there, building, fixed up the building real nice, spent a lot of money on the building. And it's right next door to Lowry's uh, Party Mart. Mm -hmm. It's always been kind of run down place. Um, they, uh, they went and they paid to have the outside of it repainted and do some upgrades to their building, you know, to kind of fix it up next to their building, mm -hmm. which was, you know, they didn't charge Lowry's anything. They asked Lowry's, hey, do you mind if we do this? Fix yeah. you up a little bit? Help the appearance? They're like, yeah, sure. Didn't charge them anything for it. And then um, 
to go I on. They, I hope they fix the car wash three places down that sells it to Molly. <laughs> yeah. Next. Yeah. That would be nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like those, the tamales out. You ever oh, go there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tamales are good at the Tamale mm-hmm. Factory. Yeah. Um, but then I was reading further onto it, and uh, they give um, quite a bit of money to the Daily Bread, which is a um, food bank in Adrian. Uh, so basically what they do is they take their morning, they take half of their morning profits mm-hmm. of each day. At the end of the month, they write a check to the Daily Bread and donations. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. No. And then they've donated to soup kitchens, $5,000 to a soup kitchen here to help uh, to help recoup some funds that they had lost out on due to um, pandemic losses and stuff like that. But it was, it was nice to see that uh, all these degenerate pot shops are starting to give back to the communities that they've uh, were said to, de- to destroy and deface. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Well, Jesus says. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a supporter of pot. I'm all for it. You know, I, I don't. I don't smoke it. I, I don't. I don't think it should be federally outlawed. I think no. it's a state's issue. If a state wants to allow to have it, they should allow to have it. And the it's a fucking should. weed. Yeah, you can grow it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to be talented to grow some really good pot mm-hmm. because you there is there is a little bit of science, but you can literally grow it in the backyard. You know, um, I'm, one of these days I'm gonna try. Not to say that I ever grew it as a kid, but no, no. you know, I'm you disclaimer know. never, <laughs> never. But uh, yeah, this planted it in random places, and yeah. you know, fucking hell, one, one year we grew right in the middle of town. Hey. <laughs> that took some balls, but we did it. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you're, you're, got a few ounces off of it. Your horticulture is so great. Well, yeah, you know, and that was the thing. That what you, that what you took in Votech horticulture? <laughs> okay, so uh, you know how I was in high school, right? Nope. <laughs> I was, I almost didn't graduate high school. I was really close and not, I was too, I was, I was a full credit, uh, behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a couple night classes, each were a half a credit for the night classes. And one of them was actually horticulture mm-hmm. at the Votech. And that was one of the things I could take cause I needed a science credit. Um, so yeah, I took the horticulture and me and actually Jay Sheldon did, and they had, they had their, uh, the, they had their greenhouse up and they had, uh, the hydroponic system in there, it was it was down and hadn't been up for like six months. Let me guess. You guys got the hydroponic system oh, working. We did get it going. <laughs> <laughs> we did. That was our project. And uh, we aced the class. We got it all back up and going. And we had uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, and um, uh, what was the other one we did? I don't know. Those, those are the two I uh, specifically remember. Had those going and growing. Yeah. And uh we were already starting to get some flowering and stuff off the cucumbers and stuff going and learned how the, the drip system and all that stuff worked. It was made out of like uh ETH troughs mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, you just capped them off Good. and just whatever, man. Jesus. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They had a nice little setup there. I don't even think it's even there anymore. The horticulture like that. The way I don't it was. know. I think I they, haven't been up here. Once they built Jackson College, they, they sucked up that area, which sucks because that was, yeah. they had a cool little setup there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we have a guest coming in today. Ben Kirko, is that right? Carico. Carico. Yep. yep. We'll do an introduction when we uh yeah. come back on in this next segment. And he's an interesting fellow. Mm-hmm. Um some of you may know him, some of you may not, but yeah. um definitely uh definitely a different type of guy and uh fun guy, yeah. funny, um, talented, and hopefully he can tell us a good story and keep you guys engaged and you guys enjoy it. So, so I got a question, Jake. Yep. 
You know where you can get auto and home insurance? <sighs> Don't the people upstairs? The people sell that upstairs, shit? Blissfield Insurance Agency. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I yeah. thought they were they sold something like yeah. that. So if insurance. you need home and auto, call Blissfield Insurance five one seven four eight six four eight eight eight. Jody and Ashley will take fucking care of you. Tell them we sent you, just so yep. they can get pissed off when you uh, mention our name. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll be back. Welcome back. So we have a guest, Ben Carrico. Uh, some of you may know him as a guy that stands behind a bar. Yo, 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 man. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben is a <laughs> former stand-up comedian. I don't know why former. <clears throat> Politics, you know. Yeah. It's all about who you know. He was a writer for, <laughs> <laughs> he was a writer for Hoax. Uh, which we learned was a magazine, not the Britney or not the uh, Taylor Swift song. No, long before yeah. that. He's yeah. a ma- he's a magician. He made a quarter appear out of my ear. Videographer, videographer, and traveler. Ben is also a graduate of Specs Howard. Why the fuck is he here with us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've been on the mic since I graduated. I think. <laughs> he currently spends most of his time now being unfriended on Facebook through the use of common sense and logic. It's surprising how many liberal friends I had. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, this um, night, <laughs> this year definitely brought out um, different colors of people. That uh, I don't know. I, I I've I've always for one, have never tried to uh, defriend somebody based off of their political views or anything like that. Right. Um, but this year was really hard um, because people were like distancing themselves from me because of my beliefs. Yeah. And it sucks that politics has been able to put that wedge in relationships like that. Well, I did a, I did a live stream on Facebook, right when Whitmer brought down the shutdown orders and all this stuff. And so I did a whole live stream about how I'm not complying. This whole <laughs> list, I was gonna, I was locked down in a garage out here in a soybean field, <laughs> and went live, and it caused, oh, geez, I lost a lot of friends. And there was a war between me and this, uh, the singer Sean Wiley, who's a was a big deal in Adrian. He's now he sings with this group called uh, Under the Street Lamp. They do a PBS special every year. Mm-hmm. But of all the things I said about the Constitution, <clears throat> the legality of this, it all boiled down to that she was a woman, so that I was yes. treating her 
you're Unfairly. sexist. I was a sexist and misogynist. <laughs> misogynist. So it was this big, yeah. this big battle. No. Now that you just like, can't agree or disagree. Right. With yeah. No, you're yeah. just an asshole. And I, the theater world is, it's kind of a bubble. Mm-hmm. And everyone licks his butt because he's, you know, it came from Adrian and now he's a big deal. But I don't. No, care about that. No. I, have, I have the same opinion I had when I was 16 that I do now. I'm a right. constitutionalist, basically. Yeah, yep. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So, um, well, let's start with uh, what I thought you know to have you on for was mm-hmm. over this past summer. Um, you did these little video shorts, um, yep. traveled around different places. You mm-hmm. made these short little films, anywhere between a minute and a half to I think the longest was about five five minutes, maybe. I tried to. I think there's a few that are a little bit too long, but. <clears throat> I kind of, I have an attention span, so I kind of like watching full mm-hmm. stories. Right. But people, you start noticing like at three minute mark, people are just dropping off. Right. So yeah. yeah, I um, so I locked down like everybody else, but at a certain point, I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go out and do stuff. I wanna live my life. You know, even if it was a people were dropping dead, like uh, you know, Contagion or one of these movies, I was like, well, I could still go drive alone and record people dropping dead. All right, <laughs> or, or go hike, go hiking in the woods, drive to the beach, do all this stuff. You, everywhere you went, no one was around. Right, and so that's what I started doing, and I started doing the, these hiking videos, and that's what started getting people to uh, kind of follow and discover places in the mm. area to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah, because you went like to a lot of like nature preserves and stuff I, that are around, pretty local for yeah, us. Yeah, that's what I started doing, and then I went to all the way through Michigan and Ohio and Indiana, and that's when people started. A big unfriend happened because people are calling me a mega spreader and you're, you're killing <laughs> are you serious oh god yeah you're killing my grandma and they private message me how much of a piece of shit i am and oh all this wow stuff. i did, didn't know all that did lot. you did you take their grandma with you why well, killed her oh no. <laughs> she's already Literally. dead no. I, I stepped outside <laughs> like, my door and she died god, the fuck? right and i <sighs> killed my grandma ben you asshole <laughs> It's fucked. My grandma's been like, dead for twenty years because of you. Right, I did that. That was that was AIDS. It's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. But so uh, um so I listen. I, I I understand people. You know, I always filter people's ideas through what they watch and what they mm-hmm. consume. So mm-hmm. if you're watching MSNBC all day, you're put in a state of fear. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I know people. I lived with a lady that you know lost her all she did was watch msnbc yeah. and was a basket case yeah meanwhile i'm out there driving around i'm going to the casino and in, in <laughs> yep. michigan city and I'm, yeah. I'm doing all this stuff and yeah that's people just really couldn't handle that i was out living yeah being so selfish yeah right that's think, what i am do you think they were mad because you're being selfish or were they mad because they're be, being envious of you i think there's probably a little bit of a mix yeah and they could all do what i was doing yeah and you know, people like Ann Bradshaw have started like taking her kids out. Yep. Like, where, you know, just, what place should I go to next? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. Right. Just go. You're not going to die. There's not people dropping in the streets like they proclaim there is. No. It's not like that at all. And it's actually healthier for you. It's why during like, you know, pandemics of the past, you know, there's a whole history of why the radiator exists because mm-hmm. they want everybody to open their windows, to get yep. fresh air. Yeah. That's why you go, when I lived in New York, you had a, you had a radiator that you couldn't even control and it's like sweltering hot. Because they want you to open, open your, your door. Yep. Yeah. So like yep. going outside and getting fresh air and walking in the woods yep. and getting all the pine and all that stuff yep. in your yeah yep. antibacterial properties yep. and all that, all stuff. that good shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you went to the prison that was in Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm bringing that is up because I actually watched Shawshank Redemption the other night. Yeah. Um, oh, Andy. Ohio State. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Well, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Andy Dufresne crawled through <laughs> shit pipe. Uh, get out. <laughs> seven football so, yeah, fields well, worth of shit. I went Ohio <laughs> State. At, what was it called? Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah. Yeah. And I went during a great time because no one wanted to go out, right. mm-hmm. and they they just opened, and I was there by myself pretty much. Right. And that was spooky. See, now I didn't know that that prison was in ohio that they filmed it at i so, didn't either i thought so when i watched right. your video i'm like oh that's interesting is that it's in ohio it's not that far from here right but yeah it's pretty pretty fucking and cool. i had tried going for years i thought to be every time i looked it up i was like it's farther yeah, is it mansfield mansfield oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. which um majority of it was filmed in there they did there's an old i can't remember what they made there's a plant in mansfield that's now like a, it's a toxic site they destroyed half the town <laughs> uh it's a super fun site but yeah they filmed they built some of the prison cells inside mm-hmm. that but majority of it was filmed in there and it's it's pretty creepy yeah you know? I, I can only imagine i imagine there's i mean ghost hunt shit going on in there and everything yeah. else like you would any other prison like that yeah it's just beautiful i like yeah. i like videography and i you know i used to take photos but i just you know shoot video at this point yeah. but so um, when you uh when you're shooting those videos what do you what are you using for camera wise i mean i was only using my samsung galaxy yeah that's it it's a piece of crap yeah but it was easy to to do to film yourself with right and yeah. i had a, a gimbal for it you mm-hmm. could do smooth shots and i'd edit it right on the phone right <clears throat> like people will call me a real estate person called me wants me to do videos for him. It's like, right. oh, I've been watching your, your travel videos. I want you to do some stuff for me. Yeah. I like the look and all this stuff. I'm like, well, just my phone. I have a cracked. <laughs> the screen's freaking cracked. Like, so that's why I bought the G4. Right. To right. start actually doing some serious stuff right. and build a YouTube channel mm-hmm. again. And yep. Absolutely. Do that Absolutely. Stuff. But, um, but yeah, I was doing a daily. My, my thing was to do a daily, <clears throat> uh, a daily trip during the, during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. I did like, I think I'm up to like 40 right i haven't done anything in a little while right it got cold out and shitty yeah yeah and everything's ugly yeah and and it gets depressing you're, you're on the road by yourself you're staying at these crappy motels <laughs> <laughs> right cockroaches that, crawling through your toes actually that one in mansfield was like uh just so you know we do not offer free breakfast anymore due to, oh. due to covid and it was such a piece of shit motel like <laughs> i was gonna eat your i was gonna eat your breakfast anyway yeah you're fucking stale bagged fucking bread slices right. and i've been to those places when i was working uh would go down to southern ohio um and would say one place in um hillsborough and it was a decent hotel and their breakfast though like you got you could get like a slice of bread that was like individually packaged you know for a piece <laughs> of toast or yeah. or a half of bagel or whatever right. it's like it's stale it's old it's probably been it's just gross because once you think that these people that are working they're nothing against hotel workers but they're not food service no it's a hotel that happens to have a waffle machine right (laughs) yeah and it's just how are you guys handling this stuff is there any oversight to it no you know because i i I travel a lot i did you know um route 66 a few times the last time was by myself through the middle of freaking nowhere and you're Mm -hmm. in the middle of texas or Arizona, these little small hotels that seem to be now run by, well, I don't know who they're run by. Questionable people. <laughs> Questionable, where they're like having a, a meeting in the back and they're like got their mats down on the ground and you ring right. the bell and you, you, you interrupt their prayer meeting. Right. <laughs> I've been to a place in uh, Canada where we called and I got the room and we show up there and right off the desk was a back room. And the dude like rolled out of bed to come, and he's, he's he had a buttoned up <laughs> shirt on, it's all wrinkled and shit. 
my buddy's like, hey, look at the bed. <laughs> bed unmade, right? Doorway. We're like, what the fuck kind of place we had, man? Yeah, that's, um, I lived in Dearborn for a while when I was going to uh, Specs Howard up there. What I didn't realize at first was, you know, there are times a day when they pray, mm-hmm. when they face Mecca and do mm-hmm. the whole thing. So even if you walk into like a store to buy cigarettes, you're like standing there like, where is the damn... Yeah. Where is the guy until you look behind the counter? Mm-hmm. He's, on the, he's on the floor. Yeah. And you know, because yep. you live in a predominantly Muslim area, you're like, you're not gonna say, yo, man. Hey, yeah. I need my pack of smoke. Right. Bro. I just go, okay, I'll be back in you know seven minutes. I think seven, seven minutes. minutes or something <laughs> yeah, like I think that. It's, I think it's seven minutes of prayer. You get used to it. It wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a big deal. Or yep. I could, you kind of plan your day around their prayer times, like, oh you guys do yeah. yoga. <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> Sit in the car and flip through Facebook here. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. three minutes, two minutes, one. Okay, we can go right now. Yep. It's over. So um but that was like, yeah, going to a lot of small towns, staying at yeah. motels during the lockdown was just, there's no one around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start to talk to the owners and they're like, we're, we're going broke. Yeah. Like, thanks so much for. So being bored with the pandemic lockdown stuff is what kind of prompted you to do these shorts and go traveling. <clears throat> yeah. Just to get out so you're not going insane like every other. Right. And I wanted to show people that you can still be, I'm doing air quotes. You can still be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's. Your mentality yeah and live yeah and still be free yep right and mm-hmm. i was trying to encourage other people to do that and i did get a good following because mm-hmm. they saw that i was alone in the car mm-hmm. i didn't really there's no other people in the video but you're still killing grandma i'm still killing grandma walking down mm-hmm. the street alone at a you know yep. empty motel yep. i'm still spreading it yep. well, it depends on the right. state you were in though you know you could only be out till 10 because right. covid comes in after 10. Right, and I can't remember if there was an actual. Oh, well, actually, even back, you weren't supposed to be driving anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh you yeah. You could be yeah. driving because there's a few times like the cop was behind me, and I'm like, are they really gonna? Are they gonna pull me over? I know because obviously I'm not work yeah. out of state plates, and I'm not. Yeah. Because I know when it first started there, we they gave us papers at work, like, hey, yep. this is so you can drive to and from work. Right. Yeah. I'm like, it's kind of like when I was on, on I was on probation when I was 21 for having a DUI. Yeah. <laughs> they said you can only drive to and from work. So yep. I just wore my work shirt all, all the time, time. Yeah. <laughs> and had a bag. It was Coney Islands where I was working. <laughs> and had a bag of fake to go food. <laughs> I'm delivering. Yeah. <laughs> midnight. We closed seven hours ago. But... Yeah, I just after hours fucking delivery. But if it gets addicting once you start traveling and doing these daily things. Sitting at home becomes. Oh, yeah. you know so boring unless you're planning your next trip but sometimes i'd wake up i'd call it unplanned road trip because mm-hmm. every day was pretty much unplanned i didn't know where i was going where i was staying right um if i was gonna stay the night so so what was the one of the coolest places you went um well definitely the the, the, pr- the prison it seemed like that'd be a cool place now do you know if like if they do like the the haunted like prison stuff there like i think they the... they do a haunted tour they do yeah. a shawshank tour yeah they couldn't do the tours right you could because... get like a little headset yeah. that mm-hmm. i bought or i rented and i forgot i had it in my pocket to listen to all the stories so you stole them? yeah yeah you got it i listened to it up pretty... when you're at home by yourself <laughs> yeah so they're like preloaded story preloaded yeah and a lot of it's about ghosts and the people who died there and is it uh, morgan the Freeman black narr- figure narrating it yeah, <laughs> I think it's a it's a not a lookalike, but a soundalike. Soundalike. Right. I would say it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't like Morgan Freeman in there right. in your headset doing Andy. the tour. Yeah, <laughs> but that was fun. So so Mansfield, so you can go to the prison. I love filming locations. Mm-hmm. I used to go to a lot of them out in LA and stuff. So you can actually majority of the movie is filmed within ten miles of Mansfield, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's still the same, like the 
like the tree blew down where the where the wall was yeah. where mm-hmm. the you know the shiny lava rock was right. all that's gone but that it's still all farmland it looks identical right, right there so that's just kind of nice. buxton yeah that's good know. i mean that's cool uh, you can go and go from a movie that you've watched I, i've watched Shawshank mm-hmm. redemption 100 times yeah you know so it, i think it'd be cool to go down to like mansfield and like oh this was in the movie this was in the movie this was in the movie yeah. you know and they actually have uh they have pieces from the set they have pieces from the the tube the uh the shit tube the shit tube they also have what do they have so inside the prison is actually um the boarding house or the halfway house where um brooks okay. hangs himself oh, okay the interior is actually inside the prison okay up where the like the warden mm. lived or some of mm-hmm. the other and then the exterior is a building in downtown mansfield but that hasn't changed none whatsoever no nope. those some of those places down there in southern ohio are kind of like stuck in time like yeah. uh portsmouth is one one place that's like stuck in time it used to be a real industrial area and it's they, they've lost a lot of their industry and actually uh portsmouth is where the lions first started off mm. that team the detroit lions football team started in portsmouth and that's what they're I think that's their last claim to fame down there in Portsmouth. But the Lions once played here in 1909. <laughs> it was probably yeah. about that. I think they moved out of 1939 or something like that. They moved yeah. out of man. I've uh, never Port heard of Portsmouth. Smith. Yeah, Portsmouth is it's a um it's right on the Ohio River. Um, I think it's almost the most northern point of Ohio, uh, or southern point of Ohio before you cross the river. Um, but it's an old industrial town. Um, a lot of it, the downtown is pretty big, but most of it's boarded up and abandoned. Mm. Uh, there's no business and industry there anymore. And it's just like a, almost a half-assed ghost town. I mean, there's still people there, but right. it's just, it's one of those like time capsule places that if, if you can just, you know, put a little bit of money into it, take the, you know, replace the glass and, and, and take the boarded up windows down right. and, you know, you can easily make a, a movie set out of the place to film a movie from the 1920s because it's the way it still mm. looks like down there. That's Look. what I've always wanted to do with Palmyra. Yeah. If, if yeah. I won the lottery, he's like, I want to buy the whole place Everything. up and return it to historic yeah. looking and then yep. open shit. Yeah. That's one thing. Like it, I'm, I, I like history. I like seeing the old history of things, old architecture and stuff like that. And going through like the old like photos and stuff around this area and the things that are gone now that it would be cool if they were still here. Right. You know, like the old mill and, you know, Sugar, sugar boys yeah sugar beet yeah, yeah the yeah. sugar beet factories and stuff like that you know because i mean they, they actually put architectural it's work into those now, buildings right, right. you know yeah. and it's all gone is this they well now everybody builds when you build a, a structure it's to keep it as generic as possible because you're mm-hmm. just a landowner yep. and it doesn't matter what you're selling yep. a burger or yeah. shoes but yeah. well maybe i'll head down there i, I want to go down to cincinnati yeah. and check out the um over the rhine yep. neighborhood um german you're going to be probably about three hours from there Oh really? Yeah. Yep. So Cincinnati is kind of off over here. Portsmouth is down here. It follows the Ohio though. Yeah. Yep. The Ohio River. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. But if you go in between, I want to say it's in between Portsmouth and Cincinnati. There's actually a ferry that you can ferry across the Ohio River on. Hmm. Uh, we used. Uh, I didn't do it. I went through Alexandria area to get across the river to go to a, a job just on the other side in Kentucky, but my boss would take the work truck, the big sprinter work trucks onto that freaking ferry because he thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do it, you know, he paid for it and went across and I wanted to do it. But where my last job was to where I need to get across the river, it wasn't near the ferry. I wasn't going to drive an extra two and a half hours to get to the ferry. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's something cool that, you know, because there's only so many places you can cross on the Ohio River. And that was fun about living in Seattle is 
there's ferries everywhere. Mm-hmm. Little islands. You're constantly on a ferry. You're constantly jumping going somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, uh, former stand-up comedian. How did, how did, how did that go? And how long did it take you to figure out that you sucked? Well, <clears throat> I started, well, technically I started in Adrian. I did, there's people frickers in and I, stuff yeah, like that. frickers that I, <laughs> I honestly forgot about it, it was people who's the who's the jet uh is a jets pizza owner guy that was on hbo for his jim carrey impersonation um who was about chris abels no no i don't know what the guy's name is hmm. but he didn't he did he had this uh this jack nicholson ace ventura like cross like impersonation thing oh, where i he, don't know he was like, I don't know. He made it to HBO with this little stent. That's that's all he did. Okay. But they had him in there and like they were talking them all up like something, you know. So was he like on the Sacha Baron Cohen show? No, I don't know what shows? it was. It, it was like an older comedy show, but it was it, it was funny, but it wasn't that funny to where, you know, they tried to make that the main draw right. at, at the that's, Frickers, that's whatever the fuck they call it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Used to be the ranch. All you can eat Ponderosa, Ponderosa right. before yeah. the ranch, and, and that I guess I f- completely forgot I did that. When people reminded me because I at that time I was like, so you did do stand up there at the yeah. Frickers, yeah. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> I won some contest up at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, and then later on moved to New York and did something at the Improv, and then out in LA I did it a little bit, but it was the, the other comedians like i was used to people like i did a lot i did comedy writing at second city mm-hmm. and being around people doing improv and whatever and people are nicer because they have to get to keep the scene going yeah. and this is a nicer group of people the stand-ups were all really just assholes mm-hmm. and they were only happy when they're on getting that adrenaline from mm-hmm. that time on stage so when the off time they were miserable, miserable people. or they're just coquette like they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of coke because mm-hmm. they had to keep that that feeling mm-hmm. up and it, feeling of and it was cutting tennis. like no one supported each other like you know when we won the showcase i, I you know i said yeah i don't know if i really deserve to win i maybe second because there was a comic that i thought probably should have won but i was voted so mm-hmm. you know but i congratulated the other i said you guys are really great it wasn't like that it wasn't recipro- reciprocated yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah fuck you you took my chance like, you've been somebody. The, no. i've been doing this for years and you come in here and fucking, you know <laughs> i'm like all right sorry i'm just a funny guy <laughs> and i did characters and you know it wasn't like i i was new to it so i needed a crutch so i can wear glasses on stage and feel like you're somebody else mm-hmm. like you're playing a comedian and do, right. it, and do it that way it's hard to do straight up stuff did you ever think about smashing watermelons um i i went to gallagher and <laughs> <laughs> gallagher one or gallagher two well uh yeah gallagher two that's a funny story i remember it became a big deal when he came to toledo yeah, yeah. and they had gallagher's name and then two, two. really small <laughs> below it you know when i was out in la gallagher had a freaking yard sale and he sold like all of his stuff in his front yard you could you could buy his mallets because he's broke. Yeah, yeah. He had health issues and all yeah. his money went to medical bills and stuff and cocaine and right and else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fun but, times of comedy. Yeah. I just couldn't like. It was like okay, I could get these jokes together and I could get an act, and by the time I had it set, I didn't like doing it anymore. Right. Because I've heard it so much that yeah. I didn't find it funny. Right. It was very hard you for lose me. Your passion I lost the passion yeah. for it. I was just like, eh. oh, okay. And then I got a full time job running a place, and gotcha. Yeah. But I didn't really like doing it. It's it's a pretty cutthroat industry being a comic, and yeah. You, and if and if you don't, you know, put in the work like a lot of these guys do, you know, you can easily yeah, yeah. 
fail at it. And I miss I missed some of the opportunities. Like there's an opportunity to do a showcase of the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Famous place. Oh, oh yeah. Joe right. Rogan's favorite place. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just didn't trust the f- ten minutes that I had. Yeah. Cause that's like you go up at the comedy store and you make a fool of yourself. You're done. Done. That's yeah. it. <clears throat> I was like, I can't fucking do it. No. The guy called me. The guy called me. He's like, we have a show coming up in two days. And it was some somebody that was on Howard Stern. I don't know how I met him, but whatever. He, and then he had all these comics that would call into Howard. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like mm-hmm. the Howard freaking comedy thing, you know, twice removed. Like a right. <laughs> bunch of weirdos. And then they called me. and I was like, I can't, no. I can't do it. I panicked. <laughs> Like nothing in the long run, it would have mattered. Right. No, no one knew me then. They right, know me and now. I could have could literally just, shit on stage. Yep, and then have they had the bragging rights saying yeah. you you did the comedy right. store, yeah. Yeah. or you could have been the next Joe Rogan. Right. Could have been. I know. I did do the improv in New York, but yeah. and that was just by who you knew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who you blew. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Bubba Gump Shrimp in Times Square. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like they were giving me the opportunity. Yeah, but yeah, (laughs) were you a better magician than a comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, but yeah. What's your favorite trick? Um, Are you an illusionist? I do just close up the walk around card tricks, sleight of hand stuff. Yeah, you know, I hated card tricks for years and years. I hated when somebody do a card trick, but they were doing like. Now count down to ten in yeah. two piles, and then right, <laughs> and it was one forever. I was like, "Is this your card?" I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did everything but like right. you know, just everything but that. And, yeah. You know, doing like a lot of sleight of hand stuff. I still have. I've got boxes stuff, and I'll I'll practice and probably start doing something again. I was getting some pretty good gigs. Um, people will pay a lot. Yeah. Because the Penn and Teller show is big, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of stuff. Magic goes up and down, up yeah, and down. Yeah, right. Because there's a whole a lot of kids' birthday parties and well, things no, like that. See, no, no. People <laughs> would ask me that. Yeah, and just fucking come over and do fucking magic shows with my kids. I'm like, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a kid. Do that impersonation again, because that was really good. <laughs> that was Ann Bradshaw. <laughs> then you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like you're not even good anyway. I don't even know why I asked you. To do yeah. it. <laughs> That's so yeah. i hate okay i hate two things i i'm not a big fan of doing kids yeah i can do magic to kids that is adult tricks mm-hmm. that i can kind of yeah yeah more fun with the the drunken idiots in a bar and right and, and but i don't like i don't like doing stupid tricks to kids like you know oh, look at this coloring book it's empty yeah. what kind of thing should be in it how about it what if there's animals <laughs> let's use your imagination yeah. then you flip through it's like oh there's animals but it's not colored so what colors could be colored? red yeah. yeah blue yeah and then you oh yeah. it's, it's coloring books fall that's stupid <laughs> shit i can't i can't handle <laughs> and you can make a lot of money yeah. you can actually buy somebody's act that they've already put together mm-hmm. as a kid's act really and make a living or do math there's whole math magic that you can go school to school with <laughs> and do it well, they don't, sounds I don't like teach math. I would, anymore. you'd probably find me like hanging in my closet with my <laughs> dick in my hand. Like, that's how miserable I would probably be. <laughs> you probably be yeah. doing it. But yeah, who the hell was that guy? Uh, an actor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, oh uh, Carradine? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can do the Carradine? I'd do the Carradine. <laughs> he was hanging in his closet with his dick in his hand. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he died. Oh, because wait. he did a kid's magic show. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. I yeah. know. 
it's, what, it's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually I, I remember it now because it's on was, Wikipedia. All right, what, what do they call it? <laughs> Mastication? Where you uh, like where you, you want to be choked as you're getting off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto erotic. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't. I just. I just. I looked it up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he has a tattooed on his hand. Yeah. Uh, but I was getting. You know, people would call me. It's like, hey, we got a corporate gig. What, what would it cost you to do like an hour of like walk around magic? And I had some pretty decent shit. So I'd be. I just throw out a number. Four hundred bucks. I'd be like, all right, sounds good. Okay. And so I would do. Yeah. And so I would give them. I would save an hour, but I would do. Right. Two, I would do two. Yeah. Right. I didn't feel right. Four hundred bucks an hour. But yeah. That's cool. If I can. And that's, something else and that's fun yeah i don't know i don't think i would be able to deal with the kids on that kind of level yeah i just i like i like seeing when you like, just do one. sponge balls the sponge ball routines where you're making mm-hmm. them appear you know i have a photo when i did a, a thing at the craswell and the kids faces light up mm-hmm. you know i do like that mm-hmm. but that's more like i'm doing a normal a normal act right you're not you're not kids. having that direct interaction like you were going into like a classroom or something like that or in which i did do a show at, at a lincoln elementary and i absolutely hated it because first of all everything was set up so that your your eyes are looking straight at me mm-hmm. and i told like my stepsister was working at the school or something and when i get there it's like all oh, the kids are going to be sitting on the ground like a foot from your your props, mm-hmm. everything was given away. Yeah, and these little shits like calling I saw you. How you did yeah. that? <laughs> so I was doing like shut mul- up, you little bastard. I see, the <laughs> I see the rope. Right. Yeah. And I, I was doing multiplying bottles where there's a tube and the, yeah. another fucking bottle comes out. Whatever. It's like they're like, how come they're getting smaller? Because they're just. <laughs> well, I can't really say. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. <laughs> I didn't pay my. I didn't pay my union dues, so I don't think they can hold me. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be back with uh, Ben Carrico and some more story time. I watched him put all them handkerchiefs in his hand. Right. The loading dock is bustling with activity, and the dock workers are scrambling to fill orders from around the world. At the Weinstein and Sons Fuck Toy Company, this is what a slow day looks like. We got a freight load of African cock balls coming in from Taiwan. The Bangladesh Benoit balls are being unloaded right now on Dock 7. And then we have to box up the X-Series urinating pussies and have them in a box car and on their way to Tijuana, Mexico. All that before breakfast. Oh, and I gotta take a shit. That was the voice of Gerald Weinstein Sr., founder of Weinstein and Sons Fuck Toy Company. According to his only surviving son, Gerald Weinstein Jr., business is booming, but supply may not be keeping up with demand. What can I say? People like to fuck things. A lot. Some say too much. What but the? I'm not about to fight that conflict feeds me. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it would be nice to have a weekend off once in a while. These are fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So we're back here at All Things Random Podcast with Ben Carrico. Um, Those are good memories. Yep. <laughs> Comedian, videographer, traveler, magi- magician, um, just jack of all entertainment trades. I had, yeah, I had a podcast called The Not Really Radio Show for a while and then National Comedy Radio where I would do the audio sketch. It'd be like a normal podcast, but I would I would create 
audio sketch yeah, comedy, yeah. basically, which I, I I think I'm gonna try doing again soon. I I would because that was that was funny shit. You sent us four different videos and they were all, I don't know. I I laughed at them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them by today's standards <laughs> oh, is no. not PC, but you know what? <laughs> no, not uh, at all. That that kind of stuff is needed in our world today because uh, PC has destroyed everything and i think it's it's beneficial for people to hear this kind of stuff again and um and actually feel that there is some freedom of speech still left right and this is what it is i mean even then this is like what 2008 2009 something when i was doing some of these sketches i realized they were very distasteful right yeah yeah and people are going to get offended and but it was kind of the point mm-hmm. kind of the point was to do something that sounds like this sounds like an npr piece Mm-hmm. but it's filthy yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's the joke right and then the other one that you know <laughs> there's just other ones that i've done there <laughs> i mean literally girlfriend was out the door when, like, when she heard it's like i can't be with somebody that would think this is funny <laughs> i'm like well yeah. see you later this is a five on my scale <laughs> one to ten right? yeah this isn't shit but i'd be like huh no no listen listen to the sound effects doesn't it sound like i'm throwing a lesbian off an overpass <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't didn't understand my vision <laughs> no it's good i think i think you should probably and why would you want to be with somebody like her right you know? yeah no they can't take a fucking joke. And now she's a psychiatrist and or something in Austin. <laughs> oh, so. Maybe he helped her out then. <laughs> I think she ran to that profession. Maybe. Yeah, she's like, Ben's fucked. Right. Yeah. I need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. So how long did you do the podcast for? Uh, a few years. I mean, it was I had a partner on the one when I was going to Spex, Spex Howard, the not really radio show. Mm-hmm. That's when we could really we had the tools of a studio at right. the school and professional audio, uh, audio mm-hmm. whatever. And you had a whole team of people that would. Mm-hmm. help yeah. and it helped then when <clears throat> so you have the creative stuff and you have somebody to do the engineering yeah. and to help you with the the tech side the reason once i was doing it myself that it just didn't continue is because once you start trying to get in the tech stuff well, your, yeah. your creativity no. is out the fucking window yeah because you're was, so busy trying to figure out the tech end of it right to make it happen that yep and i was trying was to fried. do calls and it, back then i was watching tom green a lot mm-hmm. tom green had a, a a show from his house that you ever watch it so he did a live show where he was inventing basically podcasting and how to do it with live calls and yeah. all this stuff like he wasn't just inventing how to do it like um, actually adam curry was one that invented podcasting. What? well like he don't diss adam curry i'm not gonna like from mtv yeah, yeah. adam curry, curry he's a he they call him the uh the godfather podcast because he's the one that, he's the one that actually pitched the original thing to uh steve jobs right about doing it and that's when they picked it up but that 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 opening was created by adam curry to where people like tom green and other people can innovate from that right and help further d- develop it because originally and me i used to have was, podcasts for dummies back then and that mm-hmm. was confusing yeah. yeah but yeah so maybe you know maybe adam yeah. curry helped tom yeah. green but not, like, not not that not to discredit your story or anything like that but doing but, he was doing a video basically a video talk show or a video podcast back in shoot i don't even know what year that would have been but just watching the trying, right, right at the ground level of right it trying to figure out how are we doing mm-hmm. just working out the audio and yep. it, it was kind of amazing uh, he was he was doing the same thing adam curry was i mean right only adam curry actually was building the backbone yeah for the podcasting for people like tom green to further develop and how right how the fuck are we going to do this to make it profitable yeah you know and that's i think that's where you know tom green and people like that came in yeah and he actually has a new podcast 
Tom Green does. Called Van Life. Yeah. Goes out in the desert. In the van. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Steve-O's? Uh, I haven't yet. I, I just saw something. Yeah. Talking about Van Margera talking shit about Jackass. Yeah. New movie. No, I, I actually, uh, Steve-O's podcast is pretty good. And his is based off of being in a, uh, he bought a camper van and he set it all up. That's his mobile studio because he didn't want, right. he didn't want people having to come to him. He wanted to go to them. Yeah. And then they were getting in there and they were doing actual road trips and different things like that. And he's, he's since went into like an actual, like uh, a sprinter RV style type vehicle yep. where it's a little bit more open to where when he first started, it was just like a literally like cameras and shit, like all mounted into a, 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 a you know, Ford Transit fucking yeah, little I've minivan. Looked I've looked things. at the transits. Yeah. And I've looked yeah. at getting a ProMaster and, <laughs> yeah. and doing that. Yeah. yeah. And the, not necessarily a podcast, yeah. but, but converting it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he, uh, it's it's actually a pretty good podcast and check it out. He has all kinds of cool people on there. Yeah, I don't listen to. I like I'll, I'll do Joe Rogan and a few mm-hmm. comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I get into the murder the murder ones. That's what I get into because there's a, two brothers out of like serial or those yeah, type of things. Well, it's a true crime garage. Oh, okay, out of these two brothers and they're like they've helped solve fucking shit too. So, mm-hmm. do you ever listen to like Shit Town? No. On NPR. No. Mm-mm. I don't and, listen to anything on NPR. I know. I, yeah. This was. I can't tolerate it. This was interesting. Because this if, I, zoom if, it, if I wanted right. to listen to NPR and fall asleep, I would, but I don't want to. Today so Joe, I listen to things that are funny. Today, Joe Biden ate some carrots and uh, we were all, he could actually he, chewed them and so his, his them dog in, took a shit. Isn't, um, isn't, <laughs> isn't Joe great? Yeah. He's just well, that was the one thing. Inspiring man. They would t- teach you at Specs when you're doing interviews with people, mm-hmm. when you produce it. It was sounded like that NPR where it's like, it's like, uh, well, Joe Biden said that we're going to open the borders tomorrow and just let everybody come in. And then then you hit, you play a clip of them saying, yeah, we're going to open the borders and let everybody come in. Yeah. It was so repetitive. It's like mm-hmm. you're already saying what the guy you're saying, what the yeah. clip it, That's how right. they wanted. This is like, well, this is how professional audio radio interviews are. And it was just awful. Yeah. So not just uh, here's the shit Joe said. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like make a story about yeah. it. Like, oh, we're here. You know, what? you say the exact title of what yeah, one of the podcasts is like, yeah, one of the podcasts I listen to quite a bit. What he does is like he'll open up to where, you know, he's going to talk about this subject here, you know, starting on it, give his take on it. He'll play a clip out of it and then explain it after that. Right. Not not say this is, you know blah 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 word for word right like npr does yeah and then play the clip it's like okay yeah you said that and he said mm-hmm. that yeah. so, okay yeah. where he like you know my guy he, he'll open up to making fun of the situation and then play the clip and then further makes fun of it and it makes for good good stuff it's mm-hmm. not it's not that mind draining fucking you know this Monotone. today yeah. on all things random right. is uh so and so and Kirkle. How are you feeling today, Jake? I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm the feeling, sun. The sun's uh, shining. Yes. Yeah. It's been a cold winter. It's, it's been brisky out. It yeah. is. Yeah. Winters are cold, yeah. right? Yeah. Kind of reminds you that sketch, the uh, salty balls. Salty balls. Yeah. Yeah. Salty yeah. Ball. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's. But if you ever uh, check out, I, I listen to Shit Town all the way driving across country from here to Colorado. It's just it's it's kind of a crime. There's some mm-hmm. murder stuff going on in this shitty town, and like I don't know if it's Indiana, Ohio or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fiction, nonfiction. It's it's a real legit okay, and they're out interviewing. Okay, he's telling the story. He's a New York. I think he's he's a New York reporter mm. or something coming to this town. Gotcha. The whole story I think is about this guy who was a clock fixer. Clock anyway, complicated but right interesting. 
nice, but, nice, nice, nice. Like, I listen to Louder with Crowder. I like that, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. That's yeah. that's a funny show. That's a funny show. Uh, the show I was talking about is called uh, Quite Frankly. Quite Frankly. I, yeah, that's a good show. I, I highly recommend checking it out. You guys like it. He also has, he actually started his own network as well, um, based off of like D Live and Twitch, mm-hmm. to where he has uh, some producers and stuff. They're finding, they're grabbing shit off the internet and stuff like that, old stuff, new stuff, you right. know, in between stuff, just to have content on there. And a lot of stuff that people either didn't know existed or forgot that it existed. Um, it's a lot of good stuff. So even he has, you know, quite a few hours of programming he does on a daily basis. And, and that's how that takes the team. Oh, it does. People, unless you're, planning six months ahead and, mm-hmm. and recording shows yep. before you even put one yep. on the air and it's like a team of like three four of them right. that are doing it yeah you know and they're they're doing a good job for what they're doing and what you know what kind of because it's all self-funded and you know viewership funded you know he has the patreon subscribe star and things like that people donate money to him um things like that that to try to build that network if this thing drops out one more time I'm fucking done with this website <laughs> the anchor website anchor, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're back on right now is it do we lose everything though well, i don't know we're recording i'll have to check it out all right well we had a drop out folks um kind of lost train of thought there now but uh well let's just move on to the next thing um the traveling man the places you've been yep um sounds like you've been all over the place yeah I used to what's some of the craziest places you've lived and maybe people that you've lived with in those places any interesting <laughs> stories anywhere interesting people yeah i mean i lived situations. in situations i lived in new york la and seattle uh in la was i lived in long beach in a uh, pro- predominantly black neighborhood and a definitely predominantly black apartment because <laughs> <laughs> i was there and you were the only white guy there yeah it was a pretty rough neighborhood it was uh bisbow and pch if anyone's listening from that area you know snoop, we have zero california listeners. snoop dog yeah. territory maybe one day we'll uh, <laughs> yeah be up there all right and this apartment was it was rough like the ghetto birds as they call them the the police helicopters were always overhead oh. shining lights in your window like a fucking movie they call them ghetto birds ghetto birds yeah <laughs> yo shit man put it away we got company ghetto, ghetto birds, ghetto birds. <laughs> um and um i remember one one day i get a knock at the door and um it's the neighbor and he's got a big black um backpack and he shoves it in my chest hide this don't look at it <laughs> he runs away <laughs> and i had it in my room like sitting there for like a week and i would just sit there and like give it to it. the white guy right I was like should i open i mean it's either weapons or drugs right it's, yeah. you know what else is it gonna be it's like one of those things uh-huh. so i was like that's nah, one of those things i yeah. don't care yeah and you never open because i know i never did because i knew he was gonna come back Yo, my fucker, you open my bag, and I want to be able to go. Nope, nope. Look him yeah. in the eye. Yeah, right. So, and like, honestly, Tom, oh, uh, open nope. what? What your your black backpack with the two zippers on it? Uh, no, <laughs> could have been like uh, it was calling my name, but I didn't open right. it. Dumb and dumber, but full of cash. Yeah, yeah. Just wrote IOUs back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I didn't care what was in it. I just figured I know what neighborhood I'm in, and yeah. you know. You know, I'm safer not, not to ready to leave yet. So. <laughs> right. You know, not, re- not ready to leave the neighborhood or this world. So I'm <laughs> right. Because I wanted friends in the neighborhood. Because, you know, because I walked to work. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, fuck who's, you. Who's this yeah. Mr. Rogers motherfucker? <laughs> Who that white devil motherfucker? <laughs> but yeah, cops around. Yeah, cops, cops. Because that happened. So my first apartment in Los Angeles was in Long Beach as well. 
I didn't realize it was gang territory because the building my girlfriend and I were in was a nice condo. But I guess the the stretch of road between where I lived and where I worked, which is um, the bottom of what they call the World Trade Center in Long Beach. And they had the police station was next door to that. But in my building was the FBI. There's Homeland Security in there. There's Port of Long Beach. There's mm. There's internet crimes against children in so this building. So you felt like you were pretty safe? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it was like a secret federal building, which yeah. I didn't know. You know, we just had a Jersey Mike's in the, in the bottom of it. But I would walk to work through that neighborhood the same, same way, yeah. you know, like just pretty much. I probably owned this then. <laughs> like I would have a, I'd have a collared shirt and a jacket and whatever. I looked like a, like Mr. Rogers walking down the neighborhood. Yeah. But apparently this, this neighborhood was controlled by the East Side Longos. Okay. And one day the, there was a guy on a porch, old, old Mexican guy. He, he started talking to me, pulled me up on the porch, wanted to get to know me a little bit. Right. Befriend me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, all right, this is a little, little hey, odd. Hey, Vato, you wearing a wire? Right. Well, <laughs> I, you know, at first he's like, hey, so like you work, like you work as a, in the building down here, like in the office. Like he's kind of like, like, no, yeah. I just, I manage a, a restaurant. So like, the building with the police in it. I'm like, yeah, but there's a deli on the ground floor. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, right. And so he, like, all right, man. And then on the way back from, he goes, Hey man, you want to drink? I'm like, all right. Yeah. Got some tequila. Can I say no? <laughs> Can I keep walking? If I yeah. say no. So we started to know each other and he was, he had been reformed. I guess he was an OG. He was OG of the gang. So, yeah. but he had been a chef after that when he was, yeah. recovering from the gang life or whatever mm -hmm. they call it got the fuck out but so this is what happened one day i was walking to work and i was on my phone probably talking to family back in michigan and there was a stabbing in an alley all right as i'm there i didn't see the stabbing or yeah. hear it or whatever but whoever saw it heard it called the police and the person that did the stabbing got arrested or something so on the way back from work that night there's a bunch of people at that house where the og mm. befriended me or was trying to figure yeah. out and they called me up onto the porch and it was the entire gang <clears throat> you didn't see shit is it they were just trying they started <laughs> off like trying hey man what's up so yeah so whoa, what's up right <laughs> and so they they brought me in the house they didn't force me in the house but they yeah. would hey i want you to talk to my friend ricardo right yeah. he's like he's heard of michigan you're from there right like, yeah man right yeah and it was just started off like that, but then they said they gave me champagne and they it was like fucking training day. It was, which was filmed in San Pedro, which yeah. wasn't too far from, from Long Beach. So they're giving me weed, getting me drunk, and then they're asking me all these questions, trying to get me to say slip up. Right. And like, no man, I make uh food down at the deli. I um, you know, when I got out of the police force, I started making sandwiches. They wanted me to they thought I was a narc. Yeah, right. and they were trying to get it out of me, and the gotcha. OG guy was vouching for me. Yeah. Saying, no, this guy's legit. Right. Like he well, he doesn't want to vouch for me until he knows that I'm yeah, just a fucking deli man. Deli guy. <laughs> and they were surrounding me, and yeah. I was scared out of my fucking mind. Like I thought I was dead because I was a white kid dressed like I was an undercover fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyone got any drugs I could buy from you? How much? Yeah. How much? <laughs> right? I'm so, looking for three ounces of weed. Mm -hmm. I was pissing myself because these guys were like it wasn't it was they were real killers, mm -hmm. these people. Mm -hmm. And they got the teardrops and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I walked home that night. You know, like shaking, like I probably pissed myself. Yeah. <laughs>
Because I would never, my body would have never been found. Right. Been no. dumped in the LA River, and that was that. And mm-hmm. then, so I told my girlfriend that night, like, listen, if I go missing, if I die, like, this, this is, is what happened, and this is the house, <laughs> yeah. and these are the people, right? <laughs> and I thought it was all good, but a couple weeks later, we get tagged in front of our, on our on an electrical box in front of our apartment, and you're supposed to call the 800 number to get LAPD to come or yeah. the graffiti people because it cuts down on. Ter- gang territory stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and i called them and <clears throat> i saw them trying to remove it and i asked them what it was and it literally was a, it was a code for there's a narc <laughs> <laughs> right they thought they saw i thought you were a narc. right there's a narc on the third floor they're pointing up at me and i'm yeah. just like always oh, on my balcony like you know <laughs> hey, right oh, and then a few days later there's a drive-by shooting that ended up missing whoever they're going after and it killed like a five-year-old girl oh, a birthday wow. party and then at that we're like all right it's time to go get out of this neighborhood <laughs> that sucks yeah but you know, that's hard. a hard thing about la like there are some cool looking neighborhoods mm-hmm. you cannot tell they're just straight up gang territory gang. Yeah. i mean maybe you'll see a bar down a window but mm-hmm. they're cool you know palm trees and it's sunny out and it's like everything's fine nope not at so, all man that's messed up yeah that is messed up so <laughs> obviously with your videos and stuff mm-hmm. you uh Lost a lot of friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And then just just like, you know. So do you feel that you were subject of the cancel culture to a point? I mean, where people were trying. I mean, was there anything malicious that people were trying to do to, like, to get other people to turn on you? No, I mean, they. there's some stuff that was reported, you know, like people do to try to get stuff taken down. But I don't right. really, um, you know, it was private messaging me calling me a murderer first of all but granny killer that type of thing <laughs> and then if i ever speak a political view on facebook which is rare you get, you get anymore, butchered. i don't do it much yeah right i will get private message from people telling me nothing ben come on man enough's enough i've been i've been re- looking at your stuff and this is out of control you, you need to stop all of this right telling the <laughs> truth right yeah truth that i as i see it from yeah. the research that i made and then like a week later I, i'll see their political opinions all over the yeah fucking facebook so, <laughs> but that comes from friends that i grew up doing theater and this stuff i have a lot of democrat mm-hmm. liberal friends that are in that world mm-hmm. right and they all kind of have the same opinion so, so where, where, where would you put yourself on the spectrum because like for me like everybody's like oh you're a republican and i'm not right. a republican no i'm a libertarian right uh con- you know fiscally conservative mm-hmm. um socially liberal for the most part i mean i don't however you want to live your life mm-hmm. that's your choice right. yeah but don't push it on to me yeah you do what you do i'll do what i do right. leave me the fuck alone yeah it's a pretty simple concept i probably probably the same people don't understand like i've walked the walk i i i'm more liberal sometimes than liberals claim to be mm-hmm. like you know i was hiring but out- the thing is liberals don't understand what being a liberal really right. is a true in a true sense of being a liberal right a classical liberal yeah you believe in liberty Yep. which liberty is you're you're independent you're self-governed you're not you're not telling other people how to live their lives right which liberals that they, they have to tell you how you mm-hmm. need to think how to live how to do everything yeah that's i mean i want smaller government maybe we can't couldn't get it to the point where it's laid out in the constitution of what the government mm-hmm. runs and doesn't run um i, I want that i want individuals to have a work ethic and control their own lives yep i'm the opposite of what people want to push for what what socialism becomes 
a dependence on the government and an expanding government. That's why I, I can't vote for anyone that wants to expand it. But, yeah. you know, out in L.A., I hired, you know, Long Beach had a huge gay population, huge Mexican population, huge black, black population. I hired people that represented the community. Right. I had a lot. I had mixed everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't doing it out of charity. I was just right. like, well, other Jersey Mikes were all white kids that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, how corporate wanted it. I guess. But that's not the area that you lived in. Right. So it wouldn't have went but well me with and that my, area. Right. Me and my partner, Morgan, who was a black woman, right? We wanted a representation. So we had everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Which really, if it's where the restaurant was, really, that's who you should be hiring is the people in that community that represents that community. Right. I could have hired the children of the FBI and the people working in <laughs> the building because they would come and say, oh, I just need my son to get a job. If you could just hire him, like, I don't know. Yeah. three days like i don't want i don't yeah. want your yeah. no right I hey wanna, johnny's a lazy piece of shit at home right i want people that want to work <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. and you know sometimes i hired wrong and it was a disaster like you can't get rid of certain people because of well, yeah. right laws and whatever <laughs> but uh i you know the huge gay population so we did we catered freaking a drag show once with food to get our thing in a magazine and then we got that business and we grew to like number two in growth year after year entire jersey mike's franchise um so i'm just saying like people look at me like i'm a big uh ultra right-wing conservative always trumper whatever and Mm -hmm. it's just not true i pick things from things that i uh, believe in yep right like everybody should. Like everybody should. Like yeah. I don't care. But and then have honest debate over right. whether you disagree rather than trying to cancel you because you right. have a different opinion than yeah. that person. Like when it comes to gay and lesbian thing, I don't care what somebody does. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. What I mm-hmm. hated living in L.A., we had a very a big gay pride parade. And the apartment I lived at when I was first out there it was along the parade route. And it wasn't. It was insane. It mm-hmm. was kids and stuff watching this parade were, were it was like guys with their dicks hanging out mm-hmm. wave them around like that's not there's no decency right you, you and the city's afraid the, the, the cities out there where these parades happen are so afraid to say you can't do that yeah like you gotta put that away yeah. this isn't an s&m yeah. show yeah <laughs> put some yeah. fucking pants on right this isn't a live sex show be a decent human being right so that i i, I freaking i hate i hate all that and a lot of people within the gay community hate that too. They do. They do. So, absolutely. So people do. don't understand, like, and that's what I learned out there because I was friends with gays, lesbians, some trans people, and it's something in between or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. I knew all these people because they were around, and it was like the old gay guys are like these young gay guys don't even understand how much trouble we went through to give them the rights and now they're out bitching that they don't have any rights like fuck them yeah and then the young ones like fuck these old people these they old, don't know how we can't be ass queers like <laughs> yeah. that stuff and then they'd all bitch about lesbians and both the gay and lesbian would bitch about bisexuals saying mm-hmm. they're cop-outs they're nothing <laughs> and then they'd all hate on somebody that claims they're transgender yeah. right and on and on it went and you'd listen to them and then they act like they're a community mm-hmm. well they don't it's a political movement that's a so-called yeah. community the people yeah. The individuals are like, there's yeah. no community. We don't get together and yeah. go on picnics. What, what they need to realize <laughs> is that a lot of these people, they're just being used for politics. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You right. know, you, you guys, you guys have got to stop letting yourselves be used yeah. like that and just live your life. Yeah. And a lot of them, they, that's all they want. Yeah. I can't remember who it is. There's a comedian that has a bit about has got every one of them in a car and none of them get the fucking together about anything. Yeah, who is that? I can't remember who it was, but it's funnier. But it's shit. true. It just doesn't exist. There's no kumbaya. Mm-mm. 
They mm-hmm. all dislike something about yeah. the other. Right. And, you know? and, and, and I'm probably certain because it's like that in any other, you know, culture is that you have certain people in there that are constantly pushing and poking that bear of, you know, well, this guy, you know, he thinks this way and we need to be thinking this way. So you need to attack this guy right. and, and cancel this guy because he doesn't hundred percent believe in this. And this is what, you know, there's always yeah. those people pushing all those buttons, trying yeah. to create that divide within something that they're trying to say is a unified freaking movement. Yeah. But then you got those people on the inside of those movements that are always constantly pushing. You know, you see that in like the conservative movement, the libertarian movement, even, you know, the, their liberal movement, progressive movement, there's always people that want to take something to the next extreme and and they they try to project that that that's the whole you know idea of things and when really it's only a, a small fraction right. of of extremists that are trying to push something well, even let's it, say you know the whole trans thing lately right the population is so tiny mm-hmm. of tra- so-called trans people you know there's the what do you call it there's the body of dysphoria mm-hmm. there's people that want to lop their dick off mm-hmm. yeah that's a psychological issue that you might want to yeah but now it's uh so on pc to say that that there's a lot of people they're getting their dick lopped off mm-hmm. and then they're going to regret it and kill themselves right yeah. but anyway but they won't talk about that kind no of stuff, and it's a, such a small it's so tiny of a percentage of the population tiny like point zero zero one whatever it's mm-hmm. kind of like covid deaths you yeah. know <laughs> whatever it's so small <laughs> but they make it out to be like there's trillions of, of yeah, millions of people of yeah. people right yeah you know but the left is really good at projecting that kind of thing though i mean they've they've they figured it out and they've mastered it and because they because they they're, and they're winning they're, i mean honestly they're winning they're good at, good at going uh at things with emotional mm-hmm. they would like you to believe that if every person that is trans and wants to be somebody else is able to get that surgery and is ex- quote accepted they're not going to have mental issues. Right. But the funny thing is the suicide rate does not go down. No. Mm-hmm. It stays the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And medical professionals are like, their hands are tied. They're like, yeah. this is a, there's a psychological issue with a lot of these people. They need mm-hmm. guidance and they need help and they need to be. But then right? they get labeled as homophobic they or get anti-trans they, right. or whatever. They because, get used by a political movement yeah. and they're de- yeah. They kill themselves. That's like right. I, my, my anyway. stepdaughter, she came out as lesbian. Right. Okay, cool. Well, uh, so-and-so said, you guys are going to hate me for it. Yeah. I said, uh, are you happy? Oh, yeah. That's all we care about. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're happy, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Right. That's what that's what matters. I people mean, that's, need, people need the battle. Yeah. Yeah. It, but that's where, like, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, she thought this, but mm. she probably thought because you are on more of a conservative mindset that mm-hmm. automatically conservatives are anti-gay. And right. That's yeah. not that's like not the, the whole case. thing with, like, Trump Trump hates gays. And right. that's uh, not- Rick, Rick Gunnell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. He really, he really hated that guy, you know? Well, then it's like, an what just, ambassadorship just and, this last month, it was, oh, Biden appointed the first openly gay person in the uh, White House administration. No. It's like, and Rick Grinnell even tweeted like, hey, right. I'm over right. here. Hey, Got guys. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm a gay conservative, but apparently <laughs> right. I don't right. matter. No, he doesn't. Well, that yeah. reminds me out in Seattle. They made a big deal. That's like, hey, did you hear the news? It's like uh, Seattle uh, elected its first gay asian comptroller <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh my god okay cross that off the list yeah good good oh, job, we got that right? one right it was just like they're making such a huge deal like it was yeah. a historic moment so uh <laughs> you got this actress uh gina uh canero yeah canero 
I don't know how he's saying her last name, but she's an ex MMA fighter. She was casted to the Mandalorian um, and was a badass in that. I, I have not watched it I because I don't I'm not supportive of Disney. Uh, me neither. Um, but I've heard that she was killing it. And because she was voicing her opinion and what she felt, you know, was what she saw and, and you know, with her own eyes. But she's not allowed to believe her lying eyes, right. you know, in Hollywood that she got canceled off the show. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of why I brought up the cancel culture thing. Cause, you know, you're into that. Not to say you're in the industry, but you've been a part of, you know, I feel like I get canceled now yeah. instantaneously yeah so i mean that's why i would you know i have to have my own website and get emails together and not mm-hmm. and have my server like some people some of these conservative sites are getting their servers backed up in russia now because yeah. there's more of a free free over there free yeah. over there than here <laughs> yeah. yeah or you yeah, know I but mean, that's the thing that bring us to like parlor you know bongino and these people should should you not have considered maybe not having your stuff hosted at amazon, amazon. yeah fucking idiots. Yeah. if yeah. you're trying to be in opposition you need to fucking fortify your shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah right? which a lot of people have you know and right. that's one thing that they didn't get at, at well they didn't think it was going to happen to them right you know they didn't know well, that could have seen the writing on the wall well there. that's just that you you should have seen the writing on the wall that right. you were going to get canceled at some level you know because you have like a lot of you know people leading up to the november election that got canceled you know they got their podcast you know removed they got you know the youtube channels removed they got everything that they had that was their livelihood you know their patreons yeah. their their uh paypal accounts their banking accounts all this stuff was just completely deleted from them it's like this is my livelihood you just took away from me because i'm i have an opposite opinion than what you want right you know I get that, you know, these are private companies. Mm-hmm. I get that. However, you opened yourself up at one point to anybody and everybody. And then now all of a sudden, because it's not politically um, uh, expedient for you to have these people on there and you're getting pressure from, you know, a very actually a small percentage of people right. that have the control now mm-hmm. that you know you can just go ahead and just cancel whoever you want because you think you have the 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 uh, mandate to do so see i think facebook and twitter they should be they should be more considered a telecom company mm-hmm. yes. i point, think so because it's point, become because, the public square and it's right you know you, you can't go in and make yourself the public square and then, then shut down yeah you, you know open open free debate I'm going to get shut down one of these days. Yeah, probably. I love going on there and just trolling. Yeah. Yeah, it's I great. do that. It's yeah, great. I People do fall it. for the dumbest stuff. Right. Uh, I, I do fucking stuff. basement dwellers yeah <laughs> I, I know the asses sometimes just upset oh, some yeah. people that are where they, they are you yeah <laughs> this person and they've gone i don't anymore like right yeah. now i'm just just you're laying low huh? i'm letting them eat themselves alive oh they cancel us and then they get can- they, the government uh well, the lincoln project now is fucking great right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another well, one another they, one they yesterday the, they, they're all yeah they get they're the all government they, the government gets them to help shut their opposition down yeah right and then they get shut down and then themselves. they get shut down and there's no one to defend them yeah because well, yep. i would yep. defend the right to say whatever yeah. they want yeah right yep, yep. Totally. And what, but that's what they don't get is that you know you're you're asking if you go through history and you like say you like the brown shirts okay mm-hmm. you had a, a group of you know radical people that you know hitler convinced to go around harass people to to get people to fear you know a certain group of people and then once you know once they Hitler was done with them. You had the night of the long knives where all the brownchers were murdered. Yep. You know, because he was done with them. They did what they w- wanted him to do. And he realized that 
well, if these people are willing to do this to the people that I wanted them to do it to, they're going to do it to me. Right. And that's how communist socialists think is that they use a group of people mm -hmm. to get what they want. And then they kill those group of people because they know that they are, if they don't get what they want, they're going to come after me, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, so, I mean, really that's, what's going to end up happening to this regime that's in now is that you've pushed a group of people to get what you want and, and do whatever you did to get where you got. Eventually those people are going to turn on you and already yep. they are. Yeah. Of course, like and, Antifa, they've already, they're still going and they're like, they, they're, they're like fuck Biden. Yeah. Fuck there's Biden. Nothing you can give them. Like they've nothing. been around. No. Like they will black block and all these yeah. people. They just want to destroy shit and cause anarchy. Mm -hmm. I had yeah. friends that were anarchists in Portland. Do the same damn thing. Yeah. Back in the even the nineties yep. during their fighting against the the World Trade World Trade Organization, yeah. all that stuff. And mm -hmm. some of the stuff when they came back into town, were like, oh yeah, shit. Like, yeah. No, I can't say what they did, but they. Yeah fucked up stuff yeah <laughs> well you had like the, yeah. the the occupy wall street people you know right that were in new york there they were that you know they weren't addressing the issue that they that they presented to be addressing like they wanted free shit right you know even though they went on the on the on the um idea of you know we want to you know break up the, the the mega corporations and stuff like that but it turned into like, no, we just want like free college and free healthcare and free yeah. this, free that, free this, yeah. that, and the other thing. It's like, well, that's not the problem. The problem is, is like, you know, let's talk about the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. because they're a problem. Right. They're the reason why we can't live our lives freer yeah. because they they, they want to, you know, keep us enslaved as, as you know, yeah. on the on the tax plantation. And it's like, you, you guys, you, you start this movement and quickly you lose your message because you allow people to come in and... and and direct you into areas that they want to use you for and you lose you lose everything right no matter what in the end yeah. that's like the whole deal with the robin hood and everything a few weeks ago now robin hood sat there and told everybody no more trading right because we're funded by these people and i'm a robin hood investor and yeah. i was online that day yeah. and then like the dude that started it like we're bad kitty or whatever fuck this mm -hmm. guy's name right. is they're going after him mm -hmm. it's like yeah wait he's a robin hood you, guy no, but it's the dude that like started the whole like, hey, we're gonna right, but they're GameStop. but they're trying but to, but right the, now they're to the moon, yeah. But they're 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 trying to see that this guy was actually the guy that started Robin Hood. Yeah. It was part of it. But now it's like, wait, why don't you go after the dudes that told Robin Hood, hey, shut this shit down? Right. That's who they. Yeah, the hedge funds. <laughs> yeah, the hedge fund guys. But they're yeah. like, no, we we're gonna turn a blind eye to that. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, because because this guy they were in his basement beat. fucked us. Yeah. And <laughs> at, at their own game. Yeah. The thing is, I'm a part of. I wasn't a part of that trading group but i'm part of others mm -hmm. the whole point of being a part of the trading group is so we can get on the same page of what's yeah what's going to go up tomorrow yeah. yep and then when we get on something that's going up it goes up further because mm -hmm. we're all thrown in and like this gamestop and amc and there was another one that's like nope you can't can't buy you can't yeah. sell and then they did the same thing to dogecoin yep. which i had money in it's like no you can't sell yeah oh i bet you're gonna let me sell in about 15 fucking minutes when it drops, drops. 60 yep. percent yep. which yep. they did yep. yep yeah and i you know well that's the whole reason the tesla dude fucking went and bought a bunch of dogecoin yeah. and right. fucking pissed them off elon yeah. musk yeah made people billions of dollars <clears throat> yep and now he's he's backed off the dogecoin thing and he bought 1.5 billion in bitcoin. in bitcoin i know he said those is a joke when he's talking about yeah. dogecoin but like bitcoin i was trying to get my brother in in on it because i didn't have a big lump sum of money mm -hmm. like he's got you know money mm -hmm. saved like i Spent all my traveling, so, yeah. <laughs> so well, he was you kind of choose which life you, were... you have. You have money and you stay at home, yeah. or you travel and you have nothing. I'd rather travel, right? So, 
it was nine thousand or something like uh yeah. when i started i didn't start doing trading stuff till like fucking june mm-hmm. it's like nine thousand so right now it's 43 yeah 43 and it'll 000. drop to 35 yeah. here but yeah. um doge will be a dollar at some point yeah right and right now for what a few hundred bucks you're getting seven thousand right coins yeah it might be a good investment just to have and right. forget about yeah because yeah there's those smaller coins you can make money off of um but the, i listened to a guy max kaiser he's big on bitcoin um and he's you know he calls the other coins shit coins right because they're never gonna really amount to much i think ethereum will well yeah you know people got to understand what the basis of the coin is like xpr or um uh, litecoin uh right. ethereum it and, gets comp it gets it, it, there is it is it's really complicated what the basis of the coin is and right. why would you want to invest in it you really have to read their white papers but the thing is is that the white papers read like a german freaking manual yeah, it's, where it's like what are they talking about because i'm not a text text heavy guy and with ethereum that is that is a technical right. tech thing for that coin yeah. and and it's really hard to, to to get yourself a basis and ground level of what exactly it all means. I was listening the, the two the twins that uh, what is their name? They own more Bitcoin than anybody. They were the twins that kind of got screwed out of Facebook, Facebook from oh, yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember what their name is, but they have something online where they're talking about they're building a platform to buy and sell yeah. sell it. Mm-hmm. Basically, they just say you know Bitcoin is like gold and Ethereum's oil, yeah. yep. and that's pretty much yep. Think of it that way, and yep. whatever. Yeah, definitely the higher trading ones are. But if you look, if you ever look at, if you ever look at uh, when, when Bitcoin's up, mm. look, look at the chart. They're all up. They're all going. It's up. exactly the yep. same. They yep. all move. Like my dad was saying, you know, years ago when I was in middle school, they taught us that you don't have to worry about just investing in gold because if you don't have money to invest in gold, buy silver, silver. buy platinum, whatever. Yeah. They all go up together. Yep. Together. Yep. So you're still making the same percentage off of. Yeah. One so on that, we'll wrap yep. up. All right. Great show. Thanks for coming in. Oh, I had fun. Hope you don't lose any friends for coming in here. I don't have really need to worry about anymore. Yeah. They're all, <laughs> they're all, all gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're all gone. I'll still share this with them. All right. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all things random podcasts can be found on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, and all other major platforms. You can contact the show via email at all things random podcast 517 at gmail.com leave comments show ideas guest ideas go to our facebook pages our group pages um share your shit with us we'll share yours if if we'd like you or not so (laughs) thanks for coming in again great time